So here we go. Welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social with myself, Ross. And this week I'm joined by Joey, Simon and Segs as we discuss all things town. The boys were back on the grass as they took on Needham Market, scoring seven goals at Bloomfields. What a day it was. Uh, we're going to discuss everything town um, from Kira McKenna, formations, all that sort of stuff. But before that, I want to little plug our sponsors because we normally leave that later on the show. But we've got to say hello to our sponsors. Um, of course, sponsored by Manscaped. Use the code KOA. You get 20% off and free delivery at manscaped.com. That is out of the way. Let's bring in the boys that are joining me this week. We're joined by Davidson making his debut. It's Joey Sadler. How are you doing, my friend? Welcome to the show. You reached out. You're keen to come on. Opportunity now to, for you to shine. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good, Ross. Yeah, couldn't say no. Obviously, this is the podcast the place to be, isn't it? So, yeah, after the route I need a mark on Saturday, I thought I've got to, I've got to come on and have my say. So, thanks very much for, for having me on. Definitely, my friend. It's always a pleasure. And over to the man who's made an appearance on the podcast, but it was a while ago. He has made appearances on game day as well, and it is good old Simon. Welcome back to the show, my friend. How are you? I bumped into you at Needham Market in the sunshine. What a lovely day it was. We're going to go a bit more in depth, get our takeaways from that. But how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, yeah, really good. Always good after a 7-0 win on a weekend. Town uh, starting the season off right for once. Indeed, indeed. Um, of course, we can't take too much from it. It was Needham Market and uh, it was Absolutely. 30 minutes each way. But it's always good to see goals and uh, the new kit in person as well. I'm going to ask you that as well. Um, Segs, over to you, my friend. First pre-season, done and dusted. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good, doing, thanks. Obviously, a year older yesterday. So, um, that was a lax and perfect day. So, that was a good thing. Enjoyed a breakfast at Honey and Harvey. So if, anyone, if anyone hasn't been there, I'd definitely recommend it. And sponsor us if you fancy, Honey Harvey. Let us know. You know, we're always happy for new sponsors and stuff. But yes, Eggs, uh, how how old were you, my friend? Twenty eight. Older. Getting older. Yeah. Yeah. Getting too close to your thirty, mate. Getting close to thirty. Two years. Two years ago. <laughs> my there we go. Um, but you're doing well. You know, you've got a lovely, lovely wife, Katie. Um, yeah. Saw both of you at the game. Gave a nice little fist pump before the game. Yeah. Um, we're gonna let's go to you then, sir. Let's talk about the game now. Let's not muck about. Let's get our takeaways. Um, Nina Market, 30 minutes um, first half, second half, different teams. The new kit, new signings. What did you get out from the day itself? I just had a really fun day, to be honest. Good to have football back, seeing familiar faces around. Um, so nice to see Ipswich back on the on the pitch. I know it's an unfamiliar pitch, but it was nice to sort of see him play football again. Um, I really like Dominic Ball. Um, I know it was only against Nina Market. No disrespect to Nina Market at all, but you know, it's, he looked really good. Um, and the second half team that we played, I think it's... Apart from the defence, I think that's probably more of our lineup look at um, going forward this season. Um, really like the look of Freddie Ledepo. Um, obviously, again, he only got half half an hour to, to show what he's what he's made of, but he looked really good for us. Um, and KBY looks a different man. Um, I think he's coming back pre-season. I think he's got a point to prove here. Um, and it, you know, he he looked really good on the right wing. Um, he obviously got a lot to do to get in front of Burns, but yeah, he. Um, sort of impressed me and Greg Lee as well um our new signing he looked really really good um got a goal as well of course penny in the first half so yeah it was just let's say a really fun day it's nice to see Mark Ashton and Mark Steed walking about before the game um and the new shirts as well they look brilliant much better than we've had in, in a long while actually to be fair so, so yeah just like I say a really fun day good good to see him back on the pitch again and just looking forward to the season starting now really yeah, when when these preseason games start, you just oh, I just can't wait for July thirtieth now. And um, Simon, you were there as well. Um, a lovely day, very good community day. Um, getting in with the community, um, you know, packed near the market Bloomfield. I think that's one of their biggest attendance they've ever had. Um, seeing all town fans, all smiley, enjoying the sunshine, enjoying the food, enjoying the music afterwards as well. Um, all the players signing autographs, taking selfies, and all that sort of stuff. Um, what did you get from it? Um, Seg has mentioned, you know, new signings, Dominic Ball, for the Dapo scoring as well. Uh, what did you get from it? Yeah, I mean, I think going back to the voice said about it was great to see Ipswich supporting a local side and must be great for Needham Market having 1,800 fans, you think, like 10 or a ticket, plus whatever food, drinks, stuff they sold. We made sort of 30 grand on the day sort of thing, which for a club like that is, is massive. Um, in terms of on the pitch, obviously, you can't, you can't ever argue with a 7-0 win. You can only beat what's in front of you, the old saying goes. Um, but I agree, Dominic Ball was probably my pick of the first half performers. I think the way he crunched into the tackle. But what I liked about him is when he then recycled the ball, he looked to play positive. He wasn't just sort of playing sideways, but he got in really effectively. 
though, when he looked like he was playing against sort of very young kids in there. So I think it'll be a bit sterner when he played Bolton on, on July 30th. Uh, Carl Edwards had a good good half, um, showing what he can do. Good to see him back and sort of taking his man on, which towards the end of last season, obviously when he got any injury, didn't see enough of. And hopefully he can really kickstart his campaign this season. Great to see Chaplin get a hat-trick as well. I mean, I think he's going to have a really big campaign this year. I think he's been in and out the side. He was learning a new position, but I think he could be a real key player for us this season. And I agree about Ladapo. He looked big, strong, powerful, very much league one centre-half, and he took his goal really, really well. A little dink finish. Uh, it's the sort of thing you really want to see from the striker. Yes, it's need to market. Yes, it's X, Y, Z, but striker's goals on debut. It just means so much to them and it just gets the confidence going and gets gets the blood pumping early in their career, which sort of didn't happen for Joe Piggott, you think, back to last season. And he didn't, one of the few players I'd say, didn't get anything out that game really. Looked the similar player to, we, I think, we've seen a lot that last season. Looked a little bit lethargic, looked like he was really trying hard, but just, it just never seemed to quite fall for him. And uh, yeah, a bit probably the only player I'd say didn't have a good game on the day yeah poor joe piggott oh I just, I just i wish him all the best you know i always think he's got an opportunity to really do well here but he's just unfortunately just didn't take his chance and um yeah we'll, we'll see what else what will happen throughout pre-season for him and um if he's still here um joe over to you my friend i know you weren't there in person but you've had an opportunity to read things watch things and all that sort of stuff um for pre-season as a whole what do you sort of take from it do you know it's an opportunity to see new signings see the new kit in person once again the kit's just don't look or they look they don't do the justice in pictures but when you see it in the flesh on town players it just looks beautiful uh what, what did you take away from the game yeah obviously couldn't get down to the bluefields which is a shame because i'm local night well but uh granddad's 80th birthday so i was never going to get away with that but yeah from what i've read and from the lads have been saying here um i, I can't get much better than that as a start to pre-season to be honest i think kieran mckenna would have seen players new players old players he likes of Matt Penny, Keane Bates and Young, that have got a kind of question mark over their future, had a big impact on the game. The low players, you've just said, Kyle Edwards apparently was was kind of tearing things up. And, and yeah, look, all due respect to needing market, you would expect Ipswich Town to go to Bloomfield, score a hat full of goals and, and entertain their fans. But I'm sure these lads have been at Braintree and Dartford in previous campaigns where we've gone to non-league sides and looked pretty poor, albeit in a friendly. So uh, for me, I'm... It's difficult. You can't get too high after a 7-0 victory in a pre-season, but equally you can't get too low. I remember it was only, what, six years ago we lost 6-1 to, to Charlton under Mick McCarthy and then won six games in a row at the start of the season. So it, it's a, it's an exercise, isn't it? It's just a case of getting the players out of there, giving them minutes. Um, someone I spoke to was very kind of impressed with how fit we look, how kind of um, aggressive we look. And I think when you look back to last season, Probably ourselves, MK Dons and Plymouth being the kind of standout football inside. So I don't think either of the top two, with all due respect, particularly good on the deck. But they were more aggressive, kind of getting the job done, grinding out results. And I think Kieran McKenna's learned that, that, yeah, we can play the pretty sort of football, but getting in the likes of Dominic Ball and, and Freddie DePoe, all those sort of kind of people in, just gives us that different edge, which I think we need to get out of this division. I agree, definitely. I think, and also, yeah, Carl Edwards, he looks like he's beat up a little bit. Uh, Dominic Ball, once again, the pictures of him, um, I saw someone comment saying it doesn't do him justice in terms of how actually he's a unit. He's an absolute unit. And he was definitely standout in that first half. And once again, no respect to Nina Market. It is only Nina Market. Some of their young players are playing. Some of them really skinny. Um, and, you know, I'm sure Dominic Ball is going to be right at it for the Bolton game. And it's sort of a nice little segue into the fixtures then, lads. I don't know if you want to cover anything else from Needham. Is there anything of bits and bobs you want to mention, Simon Seggs? Or should we move on to the fixtures? I was just going to go to the, the stronger bit. Just... We've got the strongest player in the league now, haven't we? With Corey Nadava, so... Yeah, yeah, do, yeah. <laughs> strongest EFL player, Corey Nadava. And, uh, you know, he, he played, I think, was it the first half? Yeah, um, first half, But, yeah. you know, he just he just did what he had to do, I think, in the first half. I think, you know, we only scored one goal in the first half, so that's why the second team, they impressed more because we scored loads of goals. But being yeah. a market, they didn't have a whole different team. They had to basically <laughs> play this, the, the hour. I think they maybe had made one or two substitutions. They had to replace their goalie at one stage. And, unfortunately, the, the sub-goalie then let in the all the goals. Um, but there we go. Um, well, let's talk about the fixtures then. Thursday, we found out our schedule for the 22-23 League One campaign. Bolton at home to kick off the season. Um, 
Over to you, Sex. Um, what do you take away from the fixtures as a whole? Uh, what what sort of months are sticking out for you? What what games are you looking forward to? Um, of course, we end the season with Fleetwood away, and Kieran McKenna's come out and said, hopefully we're celebrating on the beach, going to Blackpool on the night and uh, celebrating, hopefully, promotion. But um, what do you take away from it all? Well, still trying to digest it, actually, to be honest. Um, I know it's, it's last Thursday, but it's a lot to take in, really, with the fixtures, isn't it? But I think, to be fair, Fleetwood's the one I'm looking forward to most, especially if we're up there, you know, still fighting for top two by then. You know, if we, we get promoted on that day, if we win, that could be a really good day out up in the northwest. So, um, so yeah, that's like, obviously like one I'm, probably the one I'm most looking forward to, actually. Um, but Bolton at home is a tough, tough game. Um, I feel like they're going to come come to us and sort of show that they're, they're willing to fight for this league as well. Um, because obviously they finished just above us this year, didn't they? Or was it just the tenth? I think can't quite remember now. But they're, remember. they're of, <laughs> let's try to forget about last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they were. You know, they're, they're obviously going to try and they're going to come here, and you know, everyone's going to want to play as a cup final at Portland Road, aren't they? Really, it's, we play quite well at Portland Road, and we've got to break down these teams that come here. So, um, you know, it's going to be a good game, first good game. I'm sure it'll be a sellout or close to a sellout if it's not. But, you know, um, trying to think, remember the rest of the fixtures now. Portsmouth just after Christmas, that'll be a tough game. Um, Lincoln on New Year's Day as well. Um, some of these grounds, you sort of think, oh, I can't go back there again. Lincoln's one of those, um, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but again, it's New Year's Day, it'll be a good day out. Um, again, hopefully get three points. I'm glad that Wickham's on uh, my wedding anniversary weekend, so I don't want to go there again. I have no intention <laughs> of going there again, so, so that's, that, that worked out really well for me. Um, and then, like I say, rest of the season, it's just games come when they come, don't they? Um, I don't really look into it too much. Just look forward to the games week by week. Um, Boxing Day's good at home, but then I'd rather the Portsmouth game at home that week. It's a long yeah. way to travel after Christmas. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, let's wait and see. Indeed. And the, the club announced today, of course, 16,000 season ticket holders um, have been sold. That is amazing. That is amazing to think, you know, only a few years ago when we were in the championship, we were not even getting over 14,000 at Port Monroe. But now seeing 16,000 seasons get sold already, that is amazing. Um, so thing, I'm over to, oh, I say, sorry, one thing I will say is September and October look expensive. We've got Accrington, <laughs> uh, Plymouth, Sheffield Wednesday, Morecambe, all within like four weeks of each other, really. Yeah. So if you do if you do all then that's a lot of miles lots of miles that's, that's what one of the takeaways i got from the fixtures like the second half of the season looks it's more of the funner games let's say better games yeah. like, i think sadly we're always gonna have that disagreement advantage because where yeah, we're based yeah. we're always gonna have to travel um and it's once again another season you know a lot of southwest teams of course exeter bristol rowers forest green of course that is the first away day of the season forest green I'm sure a lot of town fans are looking forward to going there because that's going to be a new ground to tick off. I know there's a few fans that actually have gone there because they just want to tick it off anyway. But you never thought we were play Forest Green. To be fair, you never thought we were going to play Morecambe and Ackerton Stanleys and the Fleetwoods and stuff, but we are where we are in League One. Um, Simon, over to you. Um, the fixtures are out there to you now to pencil in which games you're going to go to, which games you're going to unfortunately going to miss. Uh, what sort of ones are sticking out for you? For me, Seg's already sort of mentioned it, but December looks like a tough month in yeah, terms of I'm- games. I agree. Yeah. I was just sort of running through it as well. I, th- I think December looking looking very very tricky. We can get sort of I don't know what you're thinking. Sort of seven eight points out of what Peterborough, Wickham, Oxford, Portsmouth, Lincoln. It's a, it's a tough stretch of games in those five over Christmas, which always come thick and fast. Plus, you don't. I mean, it might be games you don't have Wes Burns for as well. If Wales are at the World Cup, so you potentially lose one of your starmen over that sort of December period for for a period of time. So. Yeah, I think it's a period town will will look at. But I mean, what I'm it's refreshing is hearing McKenna talking about those sort of fixtures. It's targets three points. We're going to go and try and win every game. It's not thinking, oh, maybe we'll get a draw out of that one. That'll be a good result. It's no, we're going to go and take the game to to tough teams away from home, which is obviously what the fans want to see. And it, look, in this league, we should be doing that to most opposition. We've got the biggest squad, particularly with this sort of five subs. You think particularly of that sort of busy festive period, that will play into our hands with the bigger squad, the, the more players, the fitter players. Um, that could potentially be an area where we, we really show our strength because we do have the, the quality, not just in the starting eleven, but, but on the bench as well. Yeah, once I think that's going to be a big thing in that festive period when them five subs will come into play. Um, Joey, over to you there, my friend. I think let's talk about quickly the, the start of the 
the season. Um, mm-hmm. Bolton at home, Forest Green away, MK Dons at home, Burton Albion away, Tuesday night, Shrewsbury Town away, and then Barnsley at home. Um, we've we've seen in League One, there's been different starts from you know the fast start under Paul Lambert, then Paul Cook. Oh, no, actually, no, not Paul Cook. We didn't win a game until September, but the Paul <laughs> Lambert first few seasons. Last season, as we know, what happened. Um, what do you take from the, the opening five, six games? I don't think it's bad. Um, you know, I think we've we've learned a lot about the open a few fixtures being in League One, especially Paul Lambert. What was it, 11 games? We, we didn't lose four and then we never looked particularly convincing in any of those and then it all fell off. And, and the other season under Lambert, was it like three, four in a row that we'd won and, and we just looked bang average as well. So, yeah, last season, to be honest, it's easy for me to say this now. I always thought we would struggle last season. I think the, the run of fixtures we had were more than favourable. But when you mix in 19 new players with managers and owners and I, I just never saw it happening I didn't think it would be mid-September by the way that we'd win a game it, that's cup competitions as well um but yeah this is it's one of those I think if we if we go and beat Bolton I think Ipswich Town should be looking at Forest Green and going there and getting three points and then you beat MK Dons after that all of a sudden you've t- ticked off two decent teams as Seg says teams you'd expect to be there or thereabouts if you can beat both of them early doors and then pick up your points to the games you should be it could be a good start but this is Ipswich Town I know this is a new Ipswich Town under Kieran McKenna but there's a little bit of Ipswich Town DNA that would suggest we don't make it easy um but I think for, from my point of view the, the biggest thing under McKenna is that our kind of bounce back ability is a, a lot better than it ever has been certainly in my time supporting the club you know even in the games last season when we we lost to Cambridge or we drew point drop points at at Shrewsbury and those sort of places. The following game after that, we, we bounced back. You know, Charlton at home, last game of the season, nothing on it, 26,000. A fantastic performance at Portman Road where we really kind of rose to the occasion. So I don't think McKenna's going to, we, we're going to be in too much of a rut across this season. I think we're, we're going to have peaks and troughs, obviously. But I do fancy us to, if we do have a bad game or pick up a bad result, put it right quickly afterwards. So, I think we'll beat Bolton. To be honest with you, I'd take seven points at the first three. I think we should we should beat Bolton at home and get beat at Forest Green and then MK Dons, Liam Manning, good coach, take a point. Could yeah. be a good time to play MK Dons though, considering they've lost Twyle and Darling yeah. in the, yeah. the summer. So if, if you get them early on, if they've not replaced them by that stage, it could be one of those games you're happy to get out of the way early before they sort of get their squad together. League, league yeah. one's getting yeah. tougher of the teams that come down, but no one really worries me at the moment apart from Sheffield Wednesday, the signings they've yeah. made. Mm-hmm. I can't really see any other team kind of doing better than us. I don't want to say that and kind of jinx us, <laughs> but you know what I mean? There is, there is a... well, I, I, yeah, I don't think any other team's done better business than us apart no. from Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, look at the signings of Gibbs, Smith and Heckway. So, yeah, last year was. I was going to say, last year was just a freak season, though. Sixth place, getting 83 points, it's just unheard of. And I think, ordinarily, Ipswich finishing on 70 points to probably not end the players. They're there or thereabouts. But to be 13 points off and 11th is just freakish. Yeah. And I don't think any of the teams coming down from the Championship from last season are. I mean, obviously, Derby have got strong. all their issues. Mm. Barnsley have lost sort of Corley Woodrow, so they've sort of lost their style man as well. So. The three of them, none of them are stronger than Rotherham or Wigan, in my opinion. No, I agree. Yeah, Peterborough just Peterborough, aren't they? They'll they'll yeah. just be there, thereabouts. They'll always do good business, but you know they're not Wigan or Rotherham, as you said. Rotherham are the the yo-yo side. No, Peterborough are now becoming that yo-yo side, but they're not one that you know. I look at and go, that's gonna be a tough fixture. I know we they batted us the last time there we played them, but um, but as you said, Sheffield Wednesday. When we play Sheffield Wednesday, we go to Hillsborough in September. And then we play at Portland Road in February. So they're going to be big games to look out for. Um, Joey, I want to quickly go to you quickly to talk about any games that you're looking forward to, some any away trips that you're going to go to, anything else, any big Portland Road sort of like sold out like Bolton at home. That is going to be hopefully a full out. You never know. But there's going to be other, I'm sure, home games. As I said, Boxing Day at home, Happy Days, Christmas, uh, boom. But yeah, especially pleased with the Boxing Day game, must be honest. I think when it's your away, Boxing Day, it's always one of them you go, because oh, it's going to be a difficult to travel. Your missus probably isn't going to let you miss Boxing Day. Let's be honest, it's going to cause family uproar. So, yeah, I'm very happy with that. As you say, opening day of the season against Bolton. I'm, I'm almost glad that it's against a, a, a decent side. I think when we played Morecambe last year, 
naive. I was one of them. I thought Ipswich would go there with the stars that we had on show and wipe the floor with Morecambe, and it just wasn't the case. So I think actually going up against a decent team early doors, regardless of the result, will, will help Kieran McKenna. But yeah, like the lads have said, a few in there. Um, I think it's four years in League One now. I've, I've ticked most of them off, to be fair. So I'm looking at your Forest Greens and your... I haven't done Peterborough actually yet, so I'm looking at something like that. Cambridge away, despite the the debacle in the second half, was a good day out up until Cameron Burgess got spun on the halfway line. But um, yeah, I'll spend my money. I'll be there, whatever the result. And hopefully, it's uh, as I said, we're all partying on the Blackpool Beach at the end of uh, April, May time. <laughs> well, Peterborough is perfect timing as well because that's um, in April. That's the second to last away game. So that should be, that will be a massive game. If Peterborough are up there as well, that could be a massive. Um, so I'm going to go over to you quickly to talk about away games because there's a few Tuesday nights. Port Vale on a Tuesday night, Bristol Rose on a Tuesday night. I know you're a very diehard home and away man. Um, what's your thoughts on those ones? Well, I kind of got that they are a Tuesday, to be honest, because it makes it harder to get to, especially with their location. Um, I was looking forward to going to Port Vale. I think they, they hold like 4,000 away fans, I believe. So I'll still try and go. Um, and I, I'm owed Bristol Rovers because that's, you know, a couple of years ago, that's when it was postponed, wasn't it? Just before there. So I'd like to go there as well if I can. And that's February time, so it's a little while to worry about that. Um, but on the flip side, I'm glad that Cheltenham's on a Saturday mm-hmm. away. So, um, and I've been there quite a few times now, but I, I always enjoy going to Cheltenham. I know last season it didn't turn out to be good, but. Um, so yeah, you know, obviously Burton. I probably missed Burton because I've done Burton before on a Tuesday. Um, it's just I've done it before. It's one of those grounds that we'll keep going back to. Not that bothered about it. So I think that's probably the only Tuesday away game I may miss. Looking at it at the moment, but I'll wait and see. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You know, any games that get called off or whatever. You know, hopefully yeah, not. Exactly, it won't be. Yeah. Yeah, so you never know. Um, Simon, sort of to finish off the, the fixture chat, I'm sure, Joe, if Segs, you want to jump in, you can as well before we go on to the strike or Joey, Simon and Segs battle out and become the strike champion this week. But Simon, um, any other games that sort of stick out for you? Um, there's going to be a few teams we want to beat beat this time, you know, like the likes of uh, Cheltenham going, going to Cheltenham, um, Accurton, we need to go back up to Accurton and beat them. Um, and that's, Accurton is the, the first game of September. So if we have, say, a good run in August, then we go to Accurton and, oh, we lose. It's like, oh, here we go again. Same old Ipswich. But there's a few sort of hoodoos that are over us trying to beat. Um, like Plymouth, we want to go down to Plymouth. We need to beat them. Exeter as well. We go down to Exeter. We lost against them a few years ago in the cup, in the cup under Paul Hurst, losing on penalties. So there's a few teams we want to get revenge. And um, hopefully Kieran McKenna can do that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think... It's, it's those big, tough northern away games are the the ones that you really want to see the performances in. It's those are the games we typically come unstuck. Accrington, uh, the wheels seem to fall off Accrington every every season. It's when we were talking about having that great run that under Paul Lambert, we went to Accrington and they beat us two 0 uh, Toto had a shocker, I think, gave away penalty. Um, and it just it seems to be those are the sort of fixtures we get unstuck in when the the game's quite open and quite free flowing. The games we we tend to do better in because we that's what we want to do it's when teams try and make it physical make it difficult on those sort of tight narrow pitches tight to the ground that that's where town need to really show their metal and that's where players like i think don ball will be important try and give the control but also just a bit of steel in midfield and make sure we don't lose a grip on the game because the balls are falling on top of the defenders and it's not being dealt with so i think i think those are the sort of key fixtures that I would look at and go, that's where town, I think, needs to make the most improvement. There's those sort of tough away fixtures of teams tend to be sort of the, the northern, tough, long away days. We only won once in northern last year, didn't we? That was Fleetwood. Yeah, that's that later in the season as well, wasn't it? That's yeah. from the Kieran Kedder. Um, and it's also, we need to beat the teams that have been promoted as well um, from League Two, because we didn't, we, I think we only beat, who did we beat? Big no, no, they they were right the other year. They, they, the other year, because it was Cheltenham. It was Cheltenham and Morecambe. Uh, who else came up? <laughs> Tessa, Cambridge and who's the other team? There's another team. We all know the other team, but we can't. We forgot the other team. Um, it doesn't matter now. They probably got their game. But um, yeah, that's another thing. We, another who do we need to do is we need to make sure we beat the teams down there because we only got I think four points in total I think something like that um, but there we go Joey Seggs any other fix you want to mention or shall we go on to the strikey 
I'm, I'm ready to embrace this strike, Ross. Uh, I feel like you're going to stitch me up, but I'm ready for it. I've done my research, so... I think I've uh, maybe stitched all you up because, um, as you know, the strike is normally based on birthdays or who we're playing and all that sort of stuff. And uh, when I was looking research on birthdays for this week and the start of July, there's a lot of um, 80s and 70s players. So um, I know a lot of you boys weren't alive then. So you're going to be testing your knowledge. Of course, play at home, listeners, uh, wherever you are. Get a pen and paper at the ready. Test your town knowledge. Um, so we have four questions plus a tiebreaker. But as you know, we'll always use a tiebreak, even if someone's run away with the strike this week. We'll still gamble, won't we, boys? We'll do it. Okay, then. First question is on this man. Um, of course, signed last week, um, Tyrese John Jules, who he didn't see, of course. He just he's sort of just recovering from the injury he suffered last season. Um, but I'm sure we'll see him in preseason at some point. Uh, now, the question on him is this. Now, he spent time on loan at Sheffield Wednesday. And which championship club was it? Blackpool, Reading or Barnsley? Torres John Jules, of course, on loan from Arsenal for the season. Spent, I think he played one time for Sheffield Wednesday last year. And, of course, it was against us. And then, unfortunately, got injured. Um, so, there we go. What do you reckon, then, boys? Blackpool, Reading or Barnsley? Take it away well, whenever you're ready. I've got Blackpool. Blackpool. Yeah. Blackpool's. Oh, there we go. Good start from them. It is Blackpool, so it's 1-1-1. One, one, one. So, early doors. Everyone is currently drawing. Now it's time to test your knowledge and maybe a loss of shot and darks here. Next question is on this man. Eric Gates. Good on Eric Gates. Legend of the UEFA Cup winning team. Now, he left town. Joined which club? Was it Sunderland, Middlesbrough or Hartlepool? And, uh, yeah, Eric, Eric Gates celebrates his um, birthday this week. Let me just double-check. How old he's going to be, just for the listeners out there. So on the... No, yesterday he celebrated his birthday. He was 67. 67, Eric Gates. Um, but which team did he leave town to sign for? Sunderland, Middlesbrough or Hartlepool? What do you reckon then, boys? Oh, let me remove Eric Gates' picture. What do you reckon? I want Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. I've got Middlesbrough as well. Oh, and you're all wrong. It's Sunderland. Uh, uh. <laughs> There we go. I was hoping someone was going to pick, or you were going to pick somebody. Um, but yeah, he went to Sunderland and he actually played more more appearances than I thought he would have done. He actually made over 180 games for them. So there we go after us. Um, next question is, now a player in our eras, um, of course, wasn't very good for us. He played 18 games. Uh, now, what was his shirt number during his time at club? So here he is, Nathan Ellington. Remember him? Um, had a good career with Wigan and stuff, but um, for us, wasn't very good. But what was his shirt number? Was it 14, 18, or 22? And I've seen Segs without even needing the options, he just chucked it in there. So there we go. 18. 18. It is 18. Well, we're gonna. <laughs> this is the first time it's ever happened on us, right? Everyone's got a correct answer, right? Or they've, they've got it wrong. So it's 2 2 2, all Desmond, Desmond, Desmond at the moment. Going to our final question. And it's going to test the boys' knowledge because it is on a an 80-70 player, but a legend of the football club. And it's on Alan Hunter. Of course, um, bacon and eggs with Kevin Beattie, the FA Cup winner. Um, now he joined town from which club in 1971? Was it Leeds, Blackburn or Sheffield United? Alan Hunter. What a man. Good Irishman. Northern Irishman. He's the most capped international player. Little fun fact for you guys. That's what I bring you on the strike. And is that an Umbro? Is that an Umbro kit as well? He's an Umbro kit, isn't it? If you're watching on video, you'll see it. But um, yeah, an Umbro kit from the 70s. Um, joined us in 1971. Boy Robson's one of Bobby Robson's early signings. Right then, boys. If one of you get it right, then you've won. If all of you get it right, then we have to go to tiebreaker. And um, I'm trying to think if the tiebreaker yet. The tiebreaker is going to be a tricky one. So we'll wait and see. Right then, boys. Take it away. What do you reckon? I didn't know. So I've got Sheffield United. I'm on Leeds. Leeds. I, you, you all got it wrong. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Happened. Well, but uh, well, <laughs> well, this has been this has been boring. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. Um, let us know how you got on at home. Of course, the final question is on this man, and I just realised I haven't uploaded the picture of him. So let me just quickly upload the picture on our system. <laughs> And then uh, we can talk about him. But um, it's the closest to the correct answer wins it. And sadly to say, he's another 80s player. 
So um, it's going to be more harder. But um, he celebrates his birthday this week, and it's Alan Sunderland. Alan Sunderland. Now, he was a striker for town. How many goals did he score for town in 68 games? Alan Sunderland. Here we go. Fun fact, he played for Arsenal when we won the FA Cup. Played for Arsenal in that game, the FA Cup final. So I'll bring you all the fun facts now. A lot of research had to be done, of course, because I wasn't alive when these things happened. And hopefully the, the listeners at home who like to hear more of the the golden days and all that sort of stuff. I sometimes do more current and the 2000s on the strike, but today I've done a bit retro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, jo- Joey Simon said, because I've gone a bit, uh, bit retro for this one, but it's good <laughs> to test your knowledge. Always good to, to learn. The history I like retro. Stuff. Yeah, very much so. Um, so Alan Sunderland, how many goals then boys? We'll start off with Joey. How many goals do you reckon in 68 games? I've gone 19. I've gone for a 19. good little return of 19. Not a bad ratio. Not bad. Um, Simon, over to you. Uh, 16. I went for 16. Oh, okay. And Segs, what do you reckon? I went 12. Ooh. Ooh. Right, none of you got it bang on, but the man that is closest is Segs. It's 13. <laughs> so there we go. Um, so eh, not, not bad. One every four to five games, something like that. I'm not really good with my maths, so you know, be. <laughs> Yeah, be, be creative. Decide how many do you reckon. But um, there we go. Six, you've won the strike Good. this week. Congratulations. I think I won last time I was on here. Not the striking facial, but the actual pod. Yeah. So, so speech, my friend. Uh, you celebrate your 28th birthday. Now you've won the strike. What, what a great <laughs> few days. Yeah, massive week. Hope it continues. <laughs> yes, mate. Yes, mate. We've got, we'll plan five aside on, on Wednesdays. So hopefully you'll score a few, oh, yeah. few yeah. belters as well. So hopefully, there we go. Uh, Stewie gives me a goal like he did last week again. He did. That was a nice, nice little through the legs. Good goal. Yeah. Very good indeed. Um, well, let's get into some more serious stuff then, lads. We've had a bit of silly stuff with the strike. Now let's talk about Tyrese Backerson. Now, um, Nigel Pearson said that the deadline is over and Town haven't took the option. But then Kieran McKenna then went, no, 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 Nigel. <laughs> that is too premature. It's still an opportunity to, you know, deadline's not gone yet. Um so this is an opportunity now for us to talk about him. He was on loan last year, spent the second half of last season. Um, Joey, what's your thoughts on Tyrese um, during that spell? And overall, would you sign him if that option is still there? And what do you reckon? I think it's a funny one, Ross, to be honest, because he, uh, from my personal point of view, he didn't blow me away uh, every time he put on an Ipswich Town shirt. I think he had some good moments. I sit in the Sir Alphalaya, so when he... In that one against Charlton on the final day, I saw that go in like an arrow. Um, he seems a little bit of a, an incomplete footballer, and the fact that he's got a little bit about him, he can he can control the midfield quite well. But then he does something silly, and he'll give the ball away a lot. And I think when you look at somebody like Sam Morsey, it's very difficult to really remember a game where Sam Morsey's given the ball away maybe more than once or twice. He keeps it very very well, and the way that we play is is all about that. You know, you don't want your central midfielders to be losing the ball. So. To be honest, I think after that Charlton game, I probably would have taken a punt in him. But I think if if it's you know getting towards July, we've had an option and we haven't taken it. I think McKenna's probably not entirely sure on him. Um, and does that mean that somebody else has come in? Obviously, we've got Raheem Harper back now, Don Ball, which, which the lads have mentioned. So does it Cameron Humphreys, one of the young lads, whether he goes out on loan, uh, Tommy Hughes, we were talking about. So there's there's options in midfield to maybe use and. and for years, Ipswich Town used the low, the loan market and used it extensively well, sometimes not well. And, and are we trying to stick away from that? I, I don't know. If he signs tomorrow, I wouldn't be too disheartened. But equally, if he doesn't, I, I don't think we've lost out too much either. No, as you said, he didn't blow me away. He was growing on me. You know, game by game, he was growing on me. And um, it's sort of really the season sort of finished the wrong time for him because he was just sort of starting to kick yeah. on, you know, he was amazing against Charlton, but a lot of our team was, and I think Charlton they were very much more on the beach. But don't take the you know don't take the credit away from the lads. They had a great mm. performance. Uh, Westburn scored a goal. Um, Baxton was amazing in that game. Um, but Simon, what's your thoughts on this situation, Tyrese? Uh, as Joey said, we are very stacked in that position now. We signed Dominic Ball, who's now going to be that nice unit in that midfield. But um, what's your thoughts overall? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree. I, th- I think he was getting better game by game under McKenna. You could sort of see the improvement. I thought the first game I saw him play, he was, he was pretty hopeless. And then you're sort of thinking, oh, it's going to be one of those loan signings that will play once and you'll never hear from him again. But I thought he got considerably better under McKenna. I thought the coaching 
got a lot out of him. So had we signed him, I would have been happy in the sense that I think we could have seen that progression further. But it's whether he's a level above what we've got in the building. And, and that's where I think I struggle to see it. We want players to push town up, get town promoted. And I don't know if he's a level above the midfielders we've got in the building to say, yeah, let's go and spend the money. I don't know what the, the terms of that deal was, but I just don't think it, it will be worth Town's time, particularly, as you say, with Stat, El Mazzuni, Harper, Hugh, Humphreys, people like this. There's plenty of central midfield options, even that's not even including the three sort of Evans, Morsi and Ball. So I I, I don't see it. I, I think if Town were going to do business in that area, someone will have to leave first. And I think we would be looking for someone of a higher sort of calibre than Tyreek Parkinson. Yeah, Sex over to you there, my friends. Joey and Simon's covered all bases there, but um, as applied, do you like him? And yeah, take away. Yeah, I warmed to him. Like everyone else said, I warmed to him as time went on. Um, he looked a bit sloppy to begin with, but then he did get better, to be fair. But I don't think we need him. We've got Dominic Ball, who will do that job that he was doing. He'll allow Morsey to get forward like he was, like Parkinson was allowing him to do. We've still got Evans, who... Obviously, was injured second half of the season. He's still got a role to play here, and then, like we said, we've got Harper still, who's who is our player, who's who I'd probably rather invest more time in. To be honest, and we've had him a year. He, he looked all right at the start of last season. Sort of fell away, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, and we've still got Humphreys as well. I don't. I think we're we've got enough people in that area now where we don't need to improve there. I think Don Ball's a massive signing for us. Um, he, you know, like I said, he, he looked good on Saturday. I think we've we've kind of addressed that area that Backenstein was going to address. So. Feel for him, to be honest, because he did did start getting better for us, and he did start looking like a bit of a player. But like Jerry said, he he can't give the ball away as many times as he did, unfortunately. Um, most of the time, we did sort of make up for it, but you know, you can't keep doing that. And we we need someone who's a bit more reliable in that sense, which I think Don Ball will be, Lee Owens will be when he comes in. We've, we've got Morsey there, who's as we know more than capable. Um, so, so yeah, that's, I don't I don't see that we need him. Um, if 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 Don Ball was the guy that McKenna wanted originally, and he went for Backinson as a backup for now, just to try him out, he had nothing to lose, did he? But we've got Ball now, you know, it's, we're sort of there. There's other areas we could improve. Yeah, I think you see if you see the development of Backinson back in the last season, you can see a similar thing happening with Raheem Harper, couldn't you? I mean, the way McKenna was able to get the most out of Backinson, and not just Backinson, Jacks Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, he, in terms of that central midfield area. Yeah, but, yeah, sorry, yeah. But, the uh, improvement he's, he's, that, that he was making. And Harper's obviously younger. So he's got, I think, McKenna, would, if he can get his teeth into Rakeem Harper, could turn him into that sort of player. And he'll have more time because, as you say, he's our player, not just online. So. Oh, well, you boys made a decision. No, no Tyrese back the next season. There we go. I know a lot of town fans are very much 50-50 on it. And uh, um, I know he hasn't, sadly, hasn't got a future at Bristol City, it sounds like, because Nigel Pearson said, yeah, you can train with the under 23 I do feel for him for that reason. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, it's just yeah. the way it is. It's football, isn't it? So. I think as we said, if we hadn't signed Don Ball by this point and Tyrick was still on the table, you'd maybe be thinking about it slightly differently. But having already got one in the building, who I think is better than Backington was. I, I, yeah, don't see the need for it now. I've just realised, I think I've been calling him Tyrese. It's Tyreek, innit? It's not Tyrese. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you know me. You know me, lads. Oh, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Um, let's talk about um, Amando Dobra then, lads. Um, he wasn't here pre-season on Saturday against Nina Marquez. He's been part of the pre-season training. Uh, I think there's the Derby... Um, the Derbyshire Times, uh, they broke a story that Paul Cook is keen to reunite with him at Chesterfield. Um of course, he played a few times under Paul Cook, then got loaned out to, to Colchester, played a few games for them and then didn't play for them anymore. And I think he then playing, was playing for the under-23s against us and came back to our under-23s. It was a, it's a weird one, really, with Dobra. Um, Joe, what, what's your thoughts overall on Dobra's situation? And, you know, that'll be... We've seen Bader Clements already reunite with um, Paul Cook at Chesterfield. What Overall, the situation with Dobra, it's a bit sad because he's a, he's a prospect, but eh, maybe yeah. it's a bit... Yeah. I think there's there might be more to that roster than football and ability, to be honest, because I think yeah, being in League One, the, the Papa John's Trophy games where Dobra's played, he's always impressed me. Uh, I actually thought last year when he got given the number 14 shirt that maybe I was looking into that a little bit too much, but I thought that kind of indicated that he would be, be involved. I know that he 
did he start or did he feature against Burton in one of the early games? He kind of played, didn't he? He, he was involved. So, yeah, I am disappointed because I really like the player. Um, I think he's a, a direct player. He's quite tenacious as well. He's got a little bit of a, a feisty temper, as we saw, was it? one of the Colchester lads last season, the pre-season friendly. So I like him. Again, end product, is, is that the thing? And, and I think with Kieran McKenna, as the lads have just mentioned, he's, he's turned players like Caden Jackson, who we thought were were halfway out the door, into into players that now seem kind of influential to our season and how we do it. So if he's looked at Dobra and thought, not for me, then I guess you've got to trust him. But equally, I do feel an element of... An element of sadness because obviously he's been been with the club for a while and I do like him as a player, but per- perhaps for him as an individual, he needs to drop down a few leagues, become a star at non-league level. He probably knows Cook quite well um, and build his career up that way because, you know, we've just mentioned the central midfield options there, but is he going to get in over Wes Burns? Is he going to get in over Kyle Edwards, who, who we think is probably going to have a good season? Nowhere near it. And I think we're probably going to strengthen him in wide areas as well. So... I think he probably needs to leave for his career. Yeah, he's 21 now. I think he's entering in his final year of his deal. Um, Simon, like Tommy Hughes, you know, started um, or played in the second half of the, the game against Nina Market. He impressed. And uh, so it looks like he's now in front of him. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on, on this whole situation? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, I mean, sort of two, three years ago, I mean, I remember reading stories about Brighton being linked with £5 million bids at, at one point. So it's a guy who clearly has a lot of ability, and we've seen that in, in various flashes that we've seen of him. It's whether that all-round game is there to sort of play 90 minutes and be tactically aware. I mean, I saw got sent off for the Albanian under-21s the other week against England, didn't he? It's just things like that. He, you don't want to say 21's old, but I mean, he's at, that, he's at an age now where he needs to sort of cut that sort of stupidity out of his game, start being the, a bit more responsible with what he's doing. And I just, I don't think I've seen the development from him from sort of 19 to now in terms of building in product, in terms of being more tactically aware, in terms of losing some of that edge and not, not losing the edge, but re- reining it in, which is why I saw when we lost like Flynn Downs. He had that temper, but he sort of reined it back and managed to sort of calm it down and then become a really, really good footballer off the back of it. So I agree that he probably it's the end of the road for him here. Um, I think he probably could have done a bit better than, than Chesterfield in the National League, to be honest. But um, I mean, he went to Colchester last season and that was supposed to be the move that made him. And if he's not even getting in there, you do have to wonder what, what is going on with him off the pitch because... I mean, you look at some of the players that are playing in front of him for Colchester. It can't be technical ability that's keeping him out of the squad there. Yeah, unfortunately. And are we just wasting our time talking about Dobra? We just moved on from him and Kieran McKenna. It's not part of his plans. Um, what's your thoughts on this as a whole? Yeah, probably. You know, it's, it's a shame about Dobra, really. But you know, if he doesn't fit, then let him go. That's, that's all I'll say. <laughs> Good player, but, you know, like like it's like already been said, probably a move for him more than a move for us. So, so I think it's probably time to part ways. Okay, then. There we go. Uh, let us know what you reckon with Dobra. I'm sure it just, it's just a weird thing. You'd think he would be part of the pre-season plans, but maybe Kieran Kenner's just like, nah, don't don't fancy him. Okay. And then if, he was, find... if, he wasn't, if he wasn't there on Saturday, then he's not. It's obviously not part of the plans, is he? So. There we go. All right, then. Well, let's talk about signings, though, boys. Uh, we've got four in the door. Um, I'm sure there's potential players that could leave. Uh, Vlad Kakalanki, of course, um, he was there on Saturday. Will he depart at some point? We'll wait and see. Will there be another new goalkeeper come in? Um, Joe, what's your reckon then? We've got four in the door. Donut Ball, Freddie Ladapo, Greg Lee, Tyrese John-Jules. Who else you want? How many, how many more would you like? Well, I don't want 19 again, Ross, to be fair, because that was an absolute, well, it was obviously great to be involved in, but he just knew that was never going to hit it off. So um, I always thought, I was always looking about eight, seven or eight, to be honest. Uh, the, the Tyrus John Jewell signing the other day threw me a little bit because I, I was kind of looking at seven or eight and then he signed. I thought, okay, maybe we need maybe nine. But I think top end of the pitch, I don't know what the other lads think and you think, but it still doesn't feel complete to me. I know Caden Jackson did well the latter end of last season, but I still don't know if I trust him enough to hang my hat on him. Uh, Freddie Defoe, obviously, he's done he's done well wherever he's been. He's, he's had attitude problems as well, which kind of I know you can't read too much into what other other fans of clubs that he's left have been saying, but again, that kind of makes you think. But I've no doubt he'll score goals. But if he gets injured, then then do, what do we have? John Jules, who's unproven, and, and Caden Jackson, and, and obviously Mr. Joe Piggott, who's just. 
uh, I don't know what's going to happen with him. Last season, out of the 19, at the time, Joe Piggott was the one I was most excited about. Whenever I watched him for AFC Wimbledon, he, he almost reminded me a little bit of Daryl Murphy in 2014-15, a big old lump of a striker that had technique, touch and could finish. And I just don't know what's happened to, to Joe Piggott because surely there's a player there. You know, this time last year before we signed him, every single club in the league would have would have taken him on. So I, I don't understand why it's gone so wrong. Um, is McKenna going to try with it? But then you have to think, is he going to suit the system that McKenna plays? Probably not. And, and as the lads have, have just said there, you know, if he's not doing it in either market, all due respect, it, maybe it's just not happening for him. So I reckon maybe another four through the door, make it eight. I think a, a couple of outgoings. I think Haladki is all but off, to be honest. I think we'll get a re replacement keeper in. Um, another kind of wing winger, wing back role type player, perhaps uh, for, to cover Burns, maybe if he's on international duty or whatever. Um, and another striker. But people keep talking about this marquee spending five million. I don't think we need to do that for the sake of it, but. I think we we might need a, a sign and come through the door where everybody, you know, sort of the rest of the league goes, cool. Like Rotherham, have, um, Sheffield Wednesday have done with the, the two Rotherham lads. That's that's made us go, cool, blimey. Maybe something like that to just to just add to the ranks. But yeah, eight, eight or nine, I think. In total. And that's, of course, that's the end title, yeah. That's including the four we've got. Yeah, oh, yeah. We don't want, we don't want 15. Yeah. <laughs> eight or nine 15. in total. Yeah. Definitely not. Um, Sino two then, my friend. Um, I'm sort of classing some of the players returning from injury as, you know, the cliche, like new signings like Carl Edwards, even like Lee Evans, even Rakeem Harper coming back from his loan spell with crew and that wasn't great. Um, and it's just even Kane Jackson when he comes back from his injury, even Jordan Emerson, there'll be players coming back from injuries like new signings. But as a whole, what other positions would you like town to strengthen? KVY as well. Hopefully he will have a season fully fit and ready to go. Yeah, I mean, I think what I've been impressed with in terms of Town's business so far is we, we've got easy deals done quickly. We've got three free signings and a loan signing through the door first week of pre-season. And, and I think that's going to make it... I, I think we'll probably see a bit of a lull now in terms of the signings for a while because I think we've done the easy business. Improvements on what we had in the building, but quality, quality players, but cheap and easy to do. And now I think we'll see those sort of... You call them marquee signings. The ones that will take a little bit longer because it takes a bit more negotiation. You've got to get him out. The club he's in, maybe they've got to get somebody in before they sell. Um, so I think I'm, I'm impressed in that regard because it means we're in a strong negotiating position going into those negotiations. I think we probably do need another striker. But if we had, if we started week one of the season with what we've got, I'm not horrendously disappointed. I think that's the point. Anything I think we get on top of what we have now is a bonus because we've already signed every position you said at the end of last season we needed to strengthen. There is a body in the building for. So I'm, I've been impressed with what we've done, but I, I agree, probably two or three more, probably a, a number 10 sort of player, probably another centre-forward goalkeeper, Flatkey goes, and then maybe a left wing back and that'll probably see Penny out the door as well. Yeah, poor Penny. Did score, did score the opening goal. Kept, you know, yeah. friendly, I, think but, uh... I think he's a decent footballer. And if he was the backup going into the season and Greg Lee was a starter, again, I wouldn't be horrendously disappointed with that. I think I think it's better than what we had last season. So, Yeah, I think it's an improvement. I think all four signings are improvement. Of course, Torrey John Jules is just a young you know, player from Arsenal. He's got a few little injury question marks. He's, you know, he's had a few injuries the last few loans, but um, we shall see how he gets on. Um, Segs, over to you then, my friend. Talk about signings, the sexy stuff. What sort of revs your engine in terms of players when we sign? Are you looking for that marquee striker? What other positions would you like? I'm not really looking for that marquee striker as such. I just, we want someone who's consistent and can do the job week in, week out, um, in my opinion, which you know we've already signed in Freddie and Don Ball, to be fair. So, um, obviously, we, I do th still think we need another striker. I think the fact that John Jules has come in means that Piggott's on his way because I don't think John Jules is going to be like the man for the season. I do think there's going to be someone else. I know we've got Freddie who's consistent in this league, but I, like you said, I still think there is going to be like a maybe not a marquee striker signing, but like the striker for the season. Because um, again, Jackson did well last season, but he's, he's obviously been injured. Don't know how he's going to recover, how he's going to be when he comes back. Don't know how long, if he'll. Um, keep up his form like he did. So, yeah, I, I do still think there'll be another strike. I think Piggott will be gone, um, which is unfortunate because, like Joey said, he is he was a good sign last year and he probably looked like one of the best, to be fair. And for whatever reason, whether it was because Bond, Bond started so well and got all the goals that it kind of 
Piggott's confidence went, um, or you know, just whatever happened to Piggott, you know, it's, it hasn't worked out for him here, and he's got to move on. Unfortunately, I think um, he didn't. You know, he's probably our worst player on Saturday, um, unfortunately, and you know, it's just it's just one of those things. So I think he'll be out the door. I think we'll be getting someone else in there to fill that role. Um, then you've got like our four strikers for the season. Obviously, John Jules can play. I think he can sort of play back a bit, can't he? And that's like where Chaplin and Selena were last year, if needed. So, kind of, he covers that area as well. Um, and then, obviously... Jackson, yeah. Sorry? Jackson can as well. That's yeah, yeah. So, we've got that covered as well, if need be. You've got Luco there, Chaplin. Um, all, all decent players in that role there, if needed. Um, we said about perhaps another left wing back or a left back, which, yeah, but do we need one really with Greg Lee now? Um He's a better signing than people let on, I think, um, for, for us there. Um, and obviously, if Penny stays, you know, he's, he's a decent backup for us. But then, even if he goes, you've got KVY who can fit there or on the right-hand side where Burns plays. So, you know, we've got a backup for that, for Burns if he goes away. Um, Dinesh can play there as well if need be. We've still got Corey Nadava and Emerson can move over to the right. So, we're still covered in terms of defensively. And it, it, but if Penny goes, we'll, we'll probably need to get someone else. But I don't think we need any massive signing there now and then I think the only other one will be um, a replacement for Lackey but if you if you come in here as a goalkeeper you know you're going to be number two so because there's no way you're getting in front of Walton so whoever that is it's not going to be that exciting really because we, we have got that exciting goalkeeper probably the best in our league so if you look if you look at our squad we've got such depth now it, it does look better than this time last year I think I, mean, I remember going to Burton last year we had um, oh, who was that one from Oh, Louis Barry. Louis Barry, yeah. Start, yeah, yeah. Starting, you know, it kind of. We've got we are we look much more solid now than what we do a year ago. Even if we did make nineteen signings, but like, like Ashton's openly admitted, they weren't all going to work out because they had no recruitment, and we needed to. That's such an overhaul. We needed to make all these signings, and some worked. Burns worked, you know, yeah. our best signing. Um, so yeah, but Pickett didn't, for example. So we just need to fill those roles that didn't quite work out for us last year, and. And go from there. So I'm saying probably another two or three. The big question is whether whether Selena will be one, but I don't think he will. Oh, I so I really hope he will be. I yeah. was going to say that the, the centre attacking midfielder, I think, is a role that we, we we definitely need to look at. And we keep saying marquee, but I, I'd like us to give somebody whether we spend a bit of money in that area because I think the way that McKenna plays, those two behind the Jackson, as we saw when we were being so successful last season, they're the ones that do all of the little nitty gritty stuff, get on the ball and make things happen. So. I don't know what you lads think, but if Selena signs, then I'm I'm booking the hotel fleet with away already because it's 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 happening. Um, don't know what you think, but I'd love him to be here. I'm awkward with Selena to be honest because I I love Selena as a player. I think if we got promoted, it's a definite yes. But for yeah. League One, he doesn't do enough week in week out. I mean, he's, he kind of sometimes you do play with ten men, and I'll probably get pelters for that. But sometimes he he does kind of drift away, and you you don't you, we can't have that in League One, unfortunately. We need, yeah, I mean, we, need a, we need a team that are playing like Liver Men week in, week out. But I love Selena. I, I, like when he when he comes up with his magic, he's brilliant. But just sometimes it's it's not always there. And I think you, you need you need more consistency more than we do like the magic moments this season. Yeah, I mean it's that thing of is he a, a bit of a luxury player? I mean he, he can do things clearly that the rest of the squad can't do. But it's that consistency for the money that it would take to get him here. You look at the wage on twenty grand a week or something at Dijon. The sort of wage budget we'd have to spend on getting Selena in is it is that a stretch do we need him that much and that as that's the the data analytics I'm sure sure people are doing behind the scenes in terms of how much do we need a player like him or is there an option mm. somewhere else that's a slightly cheaper slightly less um less well known that maybe comes in and, and does a similar role uh I don't know that's that's above my pay grade but yeah Definitely. I just think for me, and I think you boys are spot on, there is games where he does go missing, but you think crew, the, the one the goal should have been going yeah. on the season, won us three points, wick him away when we won 4-1. We were atrocious. We were getting battered. We were 1-0 down, pops up with a with a stunner from the edge of the block. For me, I completely agree with you saying, I think in games against your Cheltenhams and stuff where there's 10 men behind the ball and he's doing fancy flicks, he's not so good. But for those those little moments, I think he probably won us six or seven points alone last year, in my opinion. Um, maybe I'm being sentimental. I just, I just love him. I just love to see him wearing that that 43 or 11 shirt, whatever it is. But someone of that quality in that position, definitely, I think we should be after. 
I think that that would definitely sell another thousand season tickets. I think um, if Celine, oh. I think that's so. I think fans just want that. That I think we like, we don't may, may not need a marquee sign, but sometimes those sorts of signs just excite people, don't they? When they see yeah. that like announced, like oh here we go. Personally, that was like you know I know we made nineteen summer signers last last summer, but when we signed Burton and we just thought wow what a signing for League One. Um, and yeah, the good thing though is. We don't need to say time to gel. You think most of the preseason, everyone's going to be gelling. Bolton at home. Uh, we need to revenge Bolton, a member, of course, beating us 5 2 at home last time out. That was Walton's debut. I think it was Edmondson's debut, weren't it, as well? So um, the team would have definitely gelled at that point. They've had West Ham, they've had uh, Wimbledon, they've had uh, who else were playing? Southend, Millwall. So they're going to have a lot of games to, you know, sort of work on what they want to work on formation wise. McKenna will change maybe formation. Um, I'm excited, though. I'm really excited for the rest. They've got their own Dona Lockborough this week as well. Um, you know, sort of to gel a little bit as a team again, because I know they've had away days, they've travelled on the coaches and hotels, but it's probably a nice opportunity to have a proper pre-season, Kieran McKenna's first pre-season, um, but we shall see if there's any more sexy stuff to come before um, the big kickoff. Um, well, boys, it's nearly an hour, and I think that's a perfect way to, to round off and finish the pod, but as always, any other business, Joey, what a debut, my friend, I'm sure we'll, we'll bring you on again and uh, see you out throughout the season, but anything else you want to add, my friend? No, all good. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Enjoyed it. Um, glad I didn't embarrass myself too much on the strike. Uh, my Eric Gates does live, used to live up the road from my grandparents, so he's going to have a right go at me for getting that one wrong. But yeah, enjoyed it, lads. And I'll see you all at Portman Road on July the 30th. And um, of course, you said you would like a plug. You have, you do a column. Would you want to plug it, my friend? Well, yeah, so I do a column for Suffolk News. Um, I'm a bit of a passionate columnist. Um, a couple of years ago, Jordan Spence had a particularly bad game and I've got several complaints about what I wrote about him. So, yeah, if you're if you're ever looking for something a little bit, probably too passionate, to be honest, um, from either side, whether we lose or Selena scores that goal, I'm convincing you it's the best goal in world football, then, um, then yeah, give it a read. But... Thank you for the plug, Ross. <laughs> you always, got, always, mate, always got to do a cheeky plug. Always. You always have to do it. Um, Simon, over to you. Um, you do, of course, Hospital Radio as well. I don't know if you're going to continue that next season yeah. or this season. season. Yeah, love it, my friend. Uh, any other business? Uh, no, no, no other business for me. Yeah, uh, looking forward to getting back into the press box for the first game of next season. Should, should be good. Yeah, it's going to be bouncing Portman Road, as I said. Uh, 16,000 sold so far. Hopefully 25k for the bottom game. Well, you never know. A sellout. Um, Serge, you'll be there, my friend, as well, uh, wearing the new kit, I'm sure. Yeah. Any other business, my friend? Just one thing that I thought during the pod, going back to that Fleetwood game last game of the season, Agent Toto. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. well, um, my two penalties are getting tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, Pipshef went through the title because of Toto. Yes. <laughs> yes, mate. Yes. Uh, of course, I think they've got Ella Harrison and Joey Garner as well. Hopefully they don't course, um, yeah. do anything on that game, but we shall see. Well, Joey, Simon, Seggs, thanks for joining me for another Kings of Anglia fan social course sponsored by Manscaped. Use the code KOA to get 20% off and free delivery at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. I uh, hope everyone has a good week. Um, enjoy the sunshine when it is here because it's been raining today. Just what is happening? It's nearly July. It should be 30 degrees every day. I know we're going to be you know, sweating our balls off, but it's nice to to enjoy the sunshine. Uh, we'll be back next week for another Kings of Anglia fan social flagship show and all that sort of stuff. Look out for anything. Will we have some more sexy stuff this week? Hopefully we do. That always excites us. And uh, yeah, I'm going to shut up now. Goodbye. From all true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash
podcast from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel 5.